Welcome to Equal Parts, a series of true love stories told by the couples themselves. This week, a risky work romance. We're used to love stories starting in a bar, but behind the bar? Those ones are usually short-lived, especially when they get off on the wrong foot. In this episode, Shell and Alex put their jobs, and Alex's nose, on the line to prove the doubters wrong. Okay, my name's Alex. I'm over in Kings Lynn, Norfolk, and I'm a college lecturer teaching automotive technology. Hi, I'm Shell, and I'm currently a full-time English literature student. We've been together for, I'm sweating now, what are we looking at? 16 years, just over. Whew, passed that test. <laughs> He's very calm, very laid back and chilled out. Yeah, just a calming presence in the world, which is a bit hectic at the minute. And certainly for me, I'm the, I'm the storm in the teacup and he's the one that calms it down and chills it out. I would describe Michelle as, <laughs> do you know what? Caring, loving, passionate and hard flipping work. She's one of the few people that her face says it before her mouth will say it. But she is a very, very, she's a passionate person um, with an immense love for her family and for books. My house is full of books. I have books everywhere. Everywhere you turn, there's a book. That's her true passion. When me and Alex met, I was uh, 19. I don't know how old I would have been back then. 24. Quite ambitious in what I did as a job. We were both working in a hotel and I knew my job. I was quite comfortable with it. I'd done it for a long time, having started it when I was quite young. I was a hotel manager. I was relaxed. I was chilled. <laughs> um, very little used to make me cross. I suppose you could say if I look back now, I was quite out of my depth. But I was very much a people's person. Always up for a laugh. I'd sit and chat to anyone and anyone that came through the door. So I think I was, yeah, confident, probably quite outgoing, not too worried about what I said or who I said it to. <laughs> um, wasn't really bothered by people or meeting new people so quite outgoing and yeah outspoken probably is is the word most people would use I knew we were getting new members of staff because I'd just been away when I'd been employed Alex was actually on holiday so it was the hotel owner that had interviewed me and employed me I just don't think it was really mentioned like no one kind of talked about the fact that he wasn't there he wasn't someone that breathed down everyone's neck normally so I thought people were just like, oh yeah he's on holiday this person's in charge while he's not here so I came back in I think it was it was a Monday or a Tuesday and as I walked into the bar I knew the barmaid waitress was there and I can't even remember if I said hello um, or introduced myself uh, but I did inform her that she was using the wrong glasses. Who does this person think he is telling me how to do my job? Um, dare I say, it's one of those things that's really funny because I do remember I was making a gin and tonic for a customer and yeah, he comes around the corner and he's like, oh, is that so-and-so's drink? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, you're doing it in the wrong glass. I want to say gin and tonic, but I could be totally wrong. We had glasses, particular glasses, particular jobs. And with the glass, you should have, you should have had a bubble in the bottom because um, they're a bit they're a bit fancier. I was just like, what? I told her and she snapped. I can't remember what she said, but she just snapped and gave me some abuse. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Who are you to come round this bar and tell me what to do? And I think I walked away because I thought, oh, I'll back off a little bit. Let's go do some work. I was so annoyed that he dared tell me how to do my job because I didn't know who he was. I had no idea that he was actually the manager of the hotel at the time. You know, he just walks around the corner and tells me how to do something. I'm like, well, who are you to do that? He just kind of found it funny that I was annoyed with him. And it was like, 
well, how do you find that funny? I'm fuming at you and you're just kind of laughing. And that's really where I suppose it all started. I think, to be honest, that was kind of what intrigued us to each other. I think he was amazed that such a small thing would irritate me quite so much. I was kind of intrigued at the fact that he thought irritating me was funny. And I think that's just kind of how we built on it. Like he would do things to kind of wind me up. I think he would, you know, so it reminds me of like little kids at school, you know, you pull the girl's hair because you like us or something. And I think that was kind of our thing of seeing how much he could annoy me and then doing something funny to make me see the funny side of it and like chill out a little bit. And I think a lot of the time it was jokes or winding me up. And it just kind of worked for us and made us kind of, get a bit closer I suppose you know that kind of banter I'm, I'm one of five children so I grew up being teased quite mercifully um, at home and I think it's just something that is a connection with someone you know if you fall into that kind of banter it just meant that it felt natural with him to be that way that you could joke and mess around and yeah I think it was that that probably got us intrigued with each other that we could wind each other up quite easily but then laugh about it at the end of the day. There was a night we worked together. We had a big, I'm sure it was a big party or something. And we were there drinking espressos um, to try and keep us going because it was late night. I don't think we finished till gone 12 um, on a Saturday night. And I remember bending down to check the barrel because the barrel was used to sit under the bar. We didn't have a separate cellar. So the, the, we only had two bar- barrels. I think it was from like Carlin and Worthington's or something like that. So I'd gone to check it to make sure it was all right. And as I bent down and she was there pulling a pint, one of the bar uh, customer commented, um, to which we both went bright red. Current what he said, but it was enough to make us go red, and it takes a lot to make me go red. Um, at this point, nothing, I don't think we'd even probably even look to each other in that way. I don't know. Maybe we had. But yeah, I, I crouched down, check it. Customer said something. We both went gigglish and bright red. And I think it all kind of started from there, to be honest with you, um, which went then from the work colleague to possibly a bit of flirting to where we are now 16 years later. I think it was one of those things that kind of it was building and building and neither one of us wanted to put a name or a a thought on it we were like you can tell that it's building up and I think we were both a little bit we'd both not long come out of actual relationships with other people so I think we were both a bit dubious on were we going to make this something or not and then obviously working in a hotel we finished late at night so I think we'd finish one shift I think it was gone midnight by the time we'd actually both left the hotel and I was kind of heading home and he was like kind of messaged and was like oh do you fancy a nightcap one text message led to another text message <laughs> led to the next morning <laughs> I'm even going red <laughs> I can feel myself <laughs> I think it was that kind of we'd been building it separately and then kind of sat there and been like yeah actually let's go for it um and make something of it but not really said in words it was just like yeah a late night drink and then it was like oh okay yeah this will be this will now be us we met up for like a breakfast before work one day that was probably our official date but not said in so many words I think our actual our first date was after we'd actually moved in together (laughs) so so we kind of said yes we're going to make go of it moved in together within like two weeks um it would have ended quicker but I was on holiday with my family (laughs) the week before um, so while I was on holiday, he found a new flat for us to rent, moved moved all his stuff in, and I came back and moved mine in. And then about a week later, we actually had our first proper date, you know, went out for dinner and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, we kind of did it a bit backwards, I suppose. <laughs> Once it became official, um, 
I don't want to sound big-headed, but I think I was liked a lot. So I learned afterwards because I was just easy going. I was happy. I was cheerful. So I think there was a little bit of resentfulness in the team, but there was nothing more than that. Um, and there was a little bit of jealousy. But other than that, I think everything, I was just, you know what, this, this life. I mean, the team that were at the hotel had all been working together for quite a long time. Um, I was very much the new girl. <laughs> and unfortunately, dare I say that one of the girls that actually went there obviously already had designs on Alex and wanted that to be her and Alex. So when I came along and I think I think it was probably more obvious to the others before it was obvious to me and Alex that something was there, that it made that instance um, probably a little bit more awkward <laughs> being the new girl. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hang on the new girl and him when actually I quite liked him first meant that it was slightly slightly awkward (laughs) it did make us feel well hang on a minute you can't keep working even though people meet each other in different ways you can't keep working in that environment just in case there is that bit of resentfulness or people might frown upon it or if anything of course you don't know what's going to happen in the future it may not have it may not have lasted I know that when we left there was a lot of comments um there was a I can't think why they called it now. They'd put a thing on the computer, you know, where they could gossip about people they saw. Um, we'd gone to uh, myself and she had gone out one night. We'd bumped into a member of staff and we'd ended up in the gossip folder. The drinks we'd ordered, what we were wearing. Uh, so actually it was probably the best thing we did was to get out and to leave and to start a new adventure. It was fine for a week or so. And then there'd been complaints that he'd been favouring me at work, which... Although hadn't been the case, I think people were very willing to make a case for it. So it was just like, you know, it's going to cause an issue. We think it'd be better off finding employment elsewhere. So it was all done very quickly and very shortly. So there wasn't like a drawn out awkwardness or anything like that. I think we as a couple had known that was going to come. Like I say, knowing that one of the people there had already kind of liked him, I think we were expecting it to happen. So we were both just like, let's just, I'll get out. It's fine. I did get punched in the nose by another member of staff. Um, We'd gone back for the Christmas party. So we finished end of August, September time. But we'd been invited back to the Christmas party. And one of the waitresses was there and she was quite um, upset and she got drunk and this, that and the other. So I went to check to see if she was okay. And she started screaming and shouting at me and smacked me in the face. Um, Because... (laughs) Do you reckon that um, Michelle was with me because of my bank balance? Which, if she was, she was. <laughs> it was always in the red. So there was no money, ever any money there. So, you know, I'm not sure where it came from. But yeah, she punched me in the face and um, stormed off. And I was in stitches. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, I've never been punched before. It was like a tickle. Uh, bless her heart. But it was, it was funny. I went back, carried on drinking and laughing away to myself. As I've got older, the skill to be able to laugh things off has got more difficult. But even now, I just... Life's too short, isn't it? We're here for a visit. If you take everything to heart, it makes everything more difficult. And this is why me and Michelle are great together, because there's a lot of stuff I'm relaxed about, and I'll relax her, and we'll talk through when she's the opposite, and vice versa. If I get up right, she'll then sit there and we'll chat. Granted, she'll still take it in, and she'll still be frustrated inside, but she'll try and calm me down, and... It works well and it's uh, it's a good thing we've passed over to our son. He's he's very much the same. Um, he's got the best of both of us where he'll get upright about certain things, but he'll be chill about the rest. Yeah, that's fine. We'll worry about it later. You've got to laugh things off, haven't you? Life's too short. You know, initially 
I'd get frustrated because he'd be laid back on things, whereas I want to go off like a bottle of pop and he'll just take it and ride with it. And I'm like, why aren't you more annoyed? Um, so kind of mellowed each other out. He's probably understood a bit more if I go off like a bottle of pop, just to leave me to it. <laughs> whereas before he'd try and calm me down from the offset. So probably just managing each other and knowing when we need space. Whereas initially, I don't think we probably did that very well with one another. Our confidence has changed as well. I've never been a believer in myself. Um, but with the help of Michelle, she now pushes me to achieve great things. And she has, she really, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better friend, partner, wife. And she really does push me to achieve things. And I would never have done that before. I'd never put myself out there. Um, I'd never even really believed myself. So... We were living in Hunstanton at the time, so by the sea, which was lovely, and there was a thunderstorm one night. We lived in a third floor flat that was boiling. It didn't matter, you know, if the sun had gone down three hours ago or an hour ago, it was so hot. So there was a thunderstorm one night and we were like, it's too hot in here, it's lovely, we live by the sea, let's... and we literally walked the beach in the thunderstorm. And it was lovely. No one else was around, it was just the two of us, and you're sitting there realising how little your life is in this thing of the world you know you've got the sea which is just wonderful very lucky to live by that and that kind of calms you anyway but to be out there in a thunderstorm just watching how powerful everything is and you think we, we felt I think that we were fighting a battle of the storm for us and then it was like actually that's nothing you know we we can do this and it's just us and the rest of the world doesn't really matter do you know what I mean it gave you that sense of you you are on your own within your own little bubble and if that makes you happy then the rest of it's quite insignificant um and it yeah just really nice to kind of sit there and watch this storm play out across the wash and just be like yeah life's life's good you know we live in a wonderful place and we can have calm when we need it and it's just us and yeah I think that goes for most of our marriage I think if times get tough you head to the beach and you just sit by the sea and it's something that we've always kind of done as if life's hard or it's been a tough day, so I actually go to the beach and just chill out. I think certainly in our early days, that worked for us, just being by the sea and chilling out. Cheryl's dad was a bit shocked when we turned around and told him we'd got engaged. So his comment was, it's only another excuse to get into your knickers um, and embarrassed himself and walked out of the room. And I didn't, I didn't know what I was scared of. Him. I still am a little bit, you know, after 16 years. Um, so I think it was a shock to some people, but we've proved that, it can happen, you know. Yeah, we were together. We moved in within, I want to say a month. It might have been quicker than that. Got married within a year and a bit. So it was all, yeah, it was all very, very quick. But when you know something's right, you know it's right. And it was right. And 16 years later, it's still right. Equal Parts is produced by me, Maria Passingham. The music comes from Audio Network and the story came from Shell and Alex. Thank you both for your time. Eleanor Hardiman is the illustrator behind this week's original artwork, which highlights one key element from Shell and Alex's story. You can see it at equalpartspodcast.co.uk alongside all the previous illustrations from the show. The website also hosts transcripts for each and every episode of Equal Parts. You can find a link in the show notes. Next week, sometimes it's the little gestures that mean the most. To me, anyway. 
I kind of sneakily put my leg forward uh, and, and kind of threaded my leg through the middle of hers. So we were like, my leg, his leg, my leg, his leg. Just kind of rested the side of it against her just to give the kind of sign like, this is fun, this is, this is interesting, I, I like you. 